that, that's, an, that's an important thing that you're talking about as well when patients come in and they're not looking for the cure or help me for my whole lifestyle sometimes they are just looking for that help me for this one condition and that's what I'm here for because they've adopted that sort of western conventional medicine sort of approach where I come to the doctor to treat this you're here to treat this that's it Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese medicine podcast hosted by Chinese medicine graduates. We release episodes every week on a Thursday, and if you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brendan, and I'm joined by Charlene. Hello! Nick. Hey guys, how are we going? And Timmy, or Timofi. Oh, Timofi? Timofi with an F. Uh. Today, uh, we're starting some, I think we like the format of introductions, sorry, not introductions, rather, um, kind of basic topics um, and series of the like. So we, Nick thought it might have been a good idea. We had a discussion that would might have been a good idea to start a series revolving around musculoskeletal conditions um, and pain and all that kind of muscular trauma kind of thing that we've got going on so the next couple of episodes from here on out are going to be just discussing uh you know different different parts of the body uh what what happens why that happens um and of course we go into the chinese medicine portion of it but a little bit of a forewarning we did actually talk about this before that the chinese medicine perspective on this will be a little bit less than usual but we'll still delve into it as much as we can because um it we are a Chinese medicine podcast, so we will actually go into it. <laughs> yeah, fun times. Yeah, so we want to talk about like uh, the anatomy involved in musculoskeletal issues, um, the importance of orthopedic testing so that you can target the right muscles when you're acupuncturing and needling, um, and sort of what Western med has to offer and what Chinese med has to offer, and then that comfortable in-between area. Um, that most of us TCM guys live in, but sort of we it gets it does get lost um, within school that you know uh, the separation of like Western medicine and Chinese medicine, especially in um, especially in trauma, and then as you come out of out of school and into your own practice, sort of what habits you adopt and what you feel is important um, changes, of course. So yeah, we just want to sort of focus back onto why orthopedic is in, orthopedic testing is important um and why knowing your anatomy is is important as well um, that was sort of my target on on this series it is a really interesting series that we've started up um kind of to jump we're going to use this episode as like a kind of like a diving board is, is that the analogy i was going to use i don't know that was a really weird analogy but like a little a diving board you know just to before we take that giant plunge into the you know the depths of musculoskeletal um conditions just to kind of you know test the waters a little bit dip our, dip our toes in the water just to see what's going on in terms of uh at the next coming episodes um how long are your toes dude <laughs> i know real long. The diving board <laughs> nah, it's all about <laughs> it's all about that motion where you dip that like you kind of like dip one leg 
and like you just like squat with the other leg. You know what I'm saying? Just like one of these. How <laughs> tall is, is good, your diving board then? Not very. Okay. Not very. No. <laughs> I'm thinking like, you know, the ones in the backyard had like, they're not actually a diving, like uh, a, a Olympic diving board. Did you have Olympic? A... Yeah. 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 Of course. We all had Olympic Olympic diving boards. <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, no, I'm like Olympic. Di- no, I was thinking is, do you guys had, did you guys have like Olympic diving boards in mind? And I'm just like, yes, what course. the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, you're I'm talking a little about like backyard diving boards. That that's what I'm talking about. That as soon as they're like, you've got one, you're going to have a backyard accident. hundred <laughs> percent. And you just hope somebody has their camera out recording or you face plan into that diving board. <laughs> <laughs> That is a source of like Australia's funniest home videos. <laughs> All funniest home videos. All funniest home videos. Ugh, oh, never had one. <laughs> no, never had uh, Paul. Well, um, it is, that is actually kind of relevant to uh, this topic, don't you think? Someone jumps off the diving board, hurts themselves, musculoskeletal conditions. That's right. That's right. So, what, <laughs> what were you getting at with dipping your toes? toes in what i'm getting at is that we're not really going to go into like hella deep into like a shoulder or a knee or a back today but today i thought we would talk about you know what we have planned for this series and what we are going to go into in the next coming episodes and why we're going to do it and all that so can someone just uh kind of throw in a couple things that we are going to talk about uh if anyone wants to take the take the role all at once as a part <laughs> of the body yeah dog or everything anything uh so i guess the way actually i didn't discuss this with um tom and b I, I spoke with nick about this but i think the way that we're going to kind of um go through the episodes is start from the top of the body so look at the head and the neck first and then kind of move down that um down the parts per episode and per episode we'll focus on I guess commonly seen conditions in that type of the body so for like head and neck is headaches shoulder pain maybe some eye pain sinus stuff no sinus is not not musculoskeletal Um, (laughs) my sinus muscles yeah for each each condition we'll kind of look at what orthopedic tests you can do how to kind of get an objective measure from the very first consult and how you can track that um, with your treatments and how to target your treatments to the specific areas i guess so combining that western medicine orthopedic testing with our chinese medicine diagnosis and treatment to help the patient get a better outcome well yeah, said. That's it. And, you know, using, like you said, using those orthopedic testing um, to work out exactly where that pain is coming from. Um, and then we can use needles on, on that pain side. But we can also um, do some meridian tracing. So we can use some distance, dis, distal needling, um, you know, clear meridians, um, look at pathologies, yeah, take that take that sort of route. Um, you know, if they if it's like a gallbladder liver issue uh, that's coming from like stress, you know, you're gonna get all that back tension and TMJ pain and you know all that sort of stuff. Um, 
which so so from a TCM point of view, it's fantastic to you know um, dredge liver tree and and you know soothe that. But from a um, objective point of view, where you want to give that patient some relief, you know you have to look at some of the muscles involved. Um, you know, it, muscle tightness comes up in people in everyone differently. Um, f- you know, for me personally, it's my rhomboids. They get really tight and I get quite a bit of, you know, specific pain. But other people get like really tight traps. Um, so, you know, and we're going to chat in this series like why the importance of treating um, the muscles and the system is important. Yeah, and I think it's a good way to bridge as well Chinese medicine side so we can maybe talk about um, some herbs involved that might be good for treating the pain or any sort of trauma conditions or Chinese medicine related musculoskeletal conditions like B syndrome or like wind damp B maybe we can touch on that sort of stuff it's me syndrome huh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, the wind damp Brendan syndrome um, <laughs> we can touch on that and we can have a look at how that sort of affects joints and causes pain in the anatomical side as well I want to see so this is like a really good bridging between western med and Chinese med side definitely because most of the time when we see uh, trauma patients they're more than likely getting western medicine treatment alongside us so it's really good to kind of work on both sides uh, refining your western medicine you know the anatomy words anatomy in that um and also, you know, the Meridian Chinese med side herbs and all that. I don't actually, I'm actually really interested in getting into herbs in terms of trauma because personally, I don't use a lot of herbs when it comes to trauma. So it'd be really cool to see what you guys say about herbs. Actually, I only use really the same formula, same like two or three formulas. Um, yeah, but there's nothing I, wrong with that. Yeah. 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 No, 100%. It's just that, hey, if there's more knowledge there, I've... I wouldn't mind, you know, grabbing some of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Go digging, get the shovel. Mm hmm. <laughs> what were you saying, Nick? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was going to make another diving board um, joke, but that's <laughs> uh, um, And, you know, treating trauma patients is your bread and butter in in your own clinic. Um, you you want to treat those back pain patients, um, you want to get them through the door because. You know, they're the patients that that I you know um, that you're gonna see every day. You know what I mean? There's always gonna be a few of them on your schedule, um, and you <coughs> you want to know how to treat them well. You want to you want them to be able to leave your treatment room and be like, "Wow, that was actually really good." Um, and so, and you know, it goes with all trauma. Um, it doesn't matter where where that pain is. You want them to leave that treatment room and be like, wow, I feel less pain today than I did when I walked in. Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter how good of a practitioner you are. If you don't get that type of result, like if you don't give relief to your patient, um, then, you know, there's, a, you know, you're not doing enough, is what I'm saying. It, it's it's this trauma and all the musculoskeletal kind of conditions are probably the easiest way to get um, a reaction from TCM. So this is your sort of gateway into internal medicine or stuff that you might be interested in if 
you're interested more in more than just musculoskeletal. This is like your foundation for that sort of condition for them to be like, oh, oh yeah, I've also got like digestive issues. You're like, ah yes, I'll treat that with your back conditions or like, um, I don't know, maybe they'll have gynecological conditions. You use that to sort of gateway yourself into sort of treating other cool stuff. So, and oh, sorry, I was going to say, and commonly people won't come to see you for those for those um, digestive or gynecological conditions um, and, you know, whether they just, you know, they just want that pain relief, um, but you're talk- talking to them in that initial consult, um, doing what TCM does, um, um, you know, we've gone through that in our introductory series, the importance of, you know, chatting about all those questions and getting a full picture of the person, even if they are just coming in for back pain. Um and then you can sort of discuss with them, you know, th- the importance of looking after the digestive system and the digestive system's relationship with muscles, you know, with the spleen and the muscles and tendons and, you know, all this type of um, uh, all this type of connections in the body. Treat their back pain, then they go, "Wow, you did really good on my back," or "You did really good on my tennis elbow." Maybe I will let you, you know, um, dive deeper into my digestive issues. Or you know all that type of stuff. Yeah, pretty much. What I was going to add to it, what you guys were saying, is that like trauma patients are usually like ninety percent of like the the patient inflow. I I see more trauma patients more than just like actual internal med because I feel like within Australia anyway, or pract- most practitioners within Australia, I feel like um, will see trauma patients mostly because um generally the idea of chinese medicine here is that uh western uh, chinese medicine is mostly just like a trauma thing like a pain thing like to help with muscles and massage and that um i I think that's the general idea when it comes to um chinese med in australia but when it comes to like internal med stuff we're not really the first line of defense that all of the first people that uh, they patients would go to. Um, they'd go to us for more so, oh, I've got a sore back, maybe I'll see my acupuncturist. That's more common than, oh, I've got a sore stomach, let me see my acupuncturist. Um, in Australia, anyway. Um, and I think that's just because, I'm not really sure why that is. I think it's just the way that it, the public, the publicization, publicization? I don't know, words. Public view. I, the, the public view of Chinese medicine <laughs> is that what's publicization? I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I'm making my own words. I'm making my own words anyway. But like, yeah, the the public view of Chinese medicine is usually I can fix my back with acupuncture. Um, so I think trauma does play a very important part of Chinese medicine. That's also to do with the public health system and our health system here. But that's a whole nother story, I guess, <laughs> that we shouldn't talk about right now. Uh huh. Because that's going to yeah. take up the whole forty minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and sorry. also, no, no, wow. go, 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 go I was just going to say it's really important to be able to treat musculoskeletal conditions because I feel like there's not one person that I know that is completely pain free. Like there's, they've always got some sort of pain or um, in recovery from some sort of pain. So I think it's really um, prevalent and like it's really common in the population. So yeah, do it well. 
Yeah, that's it. Um, and, you know, just touching on that other topic that we are talking about, you know, comes back to education of patients as well. Not a lot of people understand that TCM can do um, digestive issues and gynecological issues, headaches, you know, tooth pain, whatever, um, heart issues, sleep issues, that type of stuff. Um, so, you know, like I was saying before, when that patient comes in, you know, educate them a little bit about um, about sort of how TCM looks at the body and the other conditions that it can treat as well. I remember in student clinic, I was treating it with one of you guys. I don't know if it was B or Tom. Um, I had this, he was probably about uh, 45 to 55 male. Um, he was uh, working out quite a lot at home, um, but was getting a lot of tennis elbow. Um, so pain on the, the lateral side of his elbow. Um, and we had decided that it was due to the way he was bench pressing. Uh, didn't have correct correct form, but he also had a lot of digestive issues, a lot of stress issues. So it was very much liver spleen. Um, and, you know, we had chatted to him about addressing these uh, these concerns, you know, maybe doing some herbs, maybe adding some points in to, you know, to help, um, to help his digestion and his stress. But he was, he was very adamant that, no, I'm coming to you for my, my elbow pain. Um, I want you to fix my elbow pain and that's it. Um, and you know, we'll treat him, give him acupuncture. He'd feel all right. Um, he'd come back the next week and be like, yeah, it's all, it was all right for a day or two, but then I went home and did some bench press. You know, so we, we, Again, explain to him that um, you're going to have to lay off the bench pressing for a little bit. Um, let your muscles heal. Let your body, you know, recover. Um, you know, let's help tr- treat the spleen and the liver to to help support that. Um, but he was he was very adamant that digestion stress weren't linked to his elbow pain, and just to fix his elbow pain. Um, and you know, these are the type of things that you're going to get when treating people um, and when you're out in the real world. You know, so it's just, yeah, an example of how these things can be connected. Um, and he, uh, for as long as I saw him, he never really got relief. Um, I think I referred him to the osteo at the student clinic and I s- did see him sitting in the waiting bay again, you know, for for quite a few months afterwards. So I don't think he actually got the relief he was looking for. Mm. That, that's, an, that's an important thing that you're talking about as well. When patients come in and they're not looking for the cure or help me for my whole lifestyle, sometimes they are just looking for that help me for this one condition. And that's what I'm here for because they've adopted that sort of Western conventional medicine sort of approach where I come to the doctor to treat this, you're here to treat this, that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I'm here for the headache, I'm looking for medication for my headache, and I have all these other things going on, but they've already accepted the fact that you can only help me for the headache. And I think it's kind of sad. I don't know about you guys. It's like, damn, dude. Yeah, and I think that... Yeah, that's right. Um, and I think that the the education of the the patient there is you know that important step to take um 
you know, talking to them about how Chinese medicine works and how, you know, that though everything is connected. Um, some patient, some people get it, some people don't. Um, yeah, but well, I mean, that's so, where. Sorry, I thought you stopped. No, no, I thought you stopped. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'll, I was just—I was just going to link this back to the importance of anatomy and orthopedic testing again. Um, you know, because we can repair, <coughs> we can repair muscles and help them function properly. Um, so that can provide even more relief if we're treating the correct muscles. Before we uh, continue it on into. The, the anatomy and stuff. I just wanted to really quickly add that people, a lot of, yeah, adding to like the education of um, patients, just a lot of people just simply literally just don't know that we can go into internals. Like I, I from my experience, I've talked to a lot of people that just like, oh, um, I have this, I have a stomach ache. I'm like, oh, let me needle you. And they're like, what? You can, that, that, it can, you can fix that? I'm like, yeah. I'm like Chinese medicine can do anything from like acne to like a knee pain. Like oh no way, and I'm like, uh, and then I I I I fail to realize that um, not everyone knows that it can it's like a holistic it, it's it's a whole body thing it's a it's a medicine, um it's not just like a a chiro or an osteo, um I, I forget that sometimes and it's it's just simply because just people just don't know and that's something that you do have to keep in mind when educating patients is that they they well sometimes they just haven't they haven't even known that it's just it's possible um i just wanted to add that in before we move on to anatomy i reckon yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> sorry i want that full awkward pe- as there's, there's some people that um that you know believe in it 100 percent as well so that there are you know both sides of that coin which is which is really nice to see um i've got a couple of new patients in my clinic have you know come from like a western background but have been seeing chinese med for uh, ages um so it was quite refreshing to to have new patients in my clinic that that were already well adverse in chinese medicine and knew the benefits and you know been in that chinese med world for quite a while um and not that chinese med is their first go to but it's definitely up there as well, you know, I've, I've got these conditions. I don't really want to see the GP. don't really want to be on medicine. Um, let's call my acupuncturist and see what he can do. And I think that's, yeah, really refreshing. Yeah, that works That works two ways sometimes, though, that, that little aspect where they completely neglect Western medicine. They're like, oh, no, nah, Western medicine's trash. I'm going to go Chinese medicine all the way. And then I'm kind of like, like now nah, look, you're still going to take your, the things that your doctor prescribes you because they're important to regulate this and that. Um, I, I can't help, but I'm, I, I'm not going to give you the instant relief that you might be seeking for and things like that. Um, so it kind of can work in the other ways sometimes. And also, especially if they're like, oh, I went to a Chinese medicine acupunt- or, or practitioner or an acupuncturist, like five years ago and they did absolute wonders so i'm gonna put my wholehearted faith into you and you're kind of just like oh yeah you feel the right. pressure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that, that pressure is just like whoa uh, it's crazy charlie did you have something to say look like you're about to no all right um yeah that, uh, i was gonna touch on that as well um you know it's it's quite important and i feel like you know our university helped us understand the importance 
of Western medicine and Chinese medicine to work together. Um, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of blurred lines when treating, but you can still use uh, Western medicine diagnosis um, and Western medicine uh, examinations such as, you know, and this ties back to this uh, series, you know, x-rays, ultrasounds, um, actual pathologies that's happening inside the body that, you know, from Chinese medicine point of view, we can't see, um, you know, all that, all that blood tests and, you know, things like that. They, they do help guide us and we do help, you know, they, they help give an overall picture again. Um, so yeah, as Chinese medicine practitioners, we, we like to use Western medicine as well. Um, so we're not, yeah. Tom, you look like you've got something to say. You've got like a little <laughs> snicker in your face. No, I, I just I just was thinking before about that one comment you made um, during about blurring the lines. Um, so it was Nick and I back in China, and we were asking this Chinese medicine page about um, a Western medicine sort of like uh, hormones. Because like, you know how in Chinese med you can promote certain hormones release that can help from like understanding the western physiology of how acupuncture or chinese medicine can help so nick asked i asked nick to ask a question in this facebook forum in a chinese medicine uh, post and it's like oh does anyone know any herbs that can help with this specific condition when these hormones are released to treat these conditions and he he, he was replied with this is a chinese medicine um Facebook group, we don't answer like anything Western medicine related. And Nick, Nick hit him with a reply. Oh, I thought this this Facebook group was about learning, and I thought I could post anything that I want about trying to learn about using Chinese med to treat conditions. <laughs> and that guy was silent, and I remember just <laughs> laughing for so long about how was Nick... that an admin? Uh, no, 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 because uh, no, then I ended up talking to the admin uh, yes. later about about the. The condition. Yeah. The admin was like, Sit down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was like, you're in the wrong group. You shouldn't be. This is one of the other people in the group, not the admin. He was just like, you're in the wrong group. You shouldn't be here. Gatekeeper. Yeah, he was gatekeeping Nick. And when Nick hit him with the, I thought this was here to learn. Aren't you here to learn? (laughs) And I was just like, oh, this is so good. But he put that in a more professional way, and obviously that guy just had nothing. He had oh, nothing. It was so great. Good. It was so good. Love the justice. Which, <laughs> you know, in terms of internal med, um, it is easy to to blur those lines, um, and things can get a bit confusing, especially when when prescribing herbs and getting into that type of um, issues, and talking to your patients about treating western med conditions and chinese med conditions uh, it can get very confusing and you you can lose a lot of people um but in terms of uh western medicine and tcm and trauma um it's you know the lines are very train track um very parallel we it's oh maybe not train track but what i was trying to say is that they're together they run together. Um, you know, we can use both in the same sentence. Uh, we're treating the same anatomy. We're treating the same orthopedic testing. 
we're using these diagnostic tools to find out what's wrong in that body, what's wrong in that that shoulder, that knee, uh, the hip, and you know we're just using our medicine to fix that. Um, we're a chiro osteo, look at you know adjusting joints and repairing. Oh, what, is, what does a car on us do? You do? <laughs> <laughs> Love that palm off. We're just know. like, eh, da, da, da. Yeah. what are they doing uh, <laughs> They do their crack, job, we do our They job. crack bones, yeah. they tear muscles, you know, they just cut ligaments. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, what, what kind sure. of car on osteos do you go to? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Vietnamese kind. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, the butcher. Oh, what are you going to say? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, like, you know, uh, Vung meats in the front of it. I don't know why Mm. they advertise that. Yeah. yeah, When you say they cut... He gives uh, you a good rate, though. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When they cut muscle, I was like, oh, oh, this is definitely not anything I know of. It's just just really funny about um, osteos, because every time I leave the osteo, I feel like I've done a workout. It's, it's, It's so mad. It's not... Sorry, I just want to put that out, get that out there because I think there's like muscle tears or something in there because that shit was, whew. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I respect, I respect chiros and osteos, myotherapists, physiotherapists. There's a billion different occupational therapists, whatever. Um, and we can all work together. And I think that's, that's another important thing um, to press is that, you know, with them and with us, you know, we again we use the same sort of testing. We come to the same conclusion. They do what they do. We use needles. We treat the whole body, um, and you can get a very good holistic approach in terms of treatments. Um, and yeah, you know, working together with an osteo or a physio, um, uh, and I believe we've got a is it a physio or is she an osteo? She's a physio. Hopefully, she will be on for a chat i still have to speak to her about this <laughs> well yeah hopefully um towards the end of this series we can get we can get somebody on from a different profession to come on and um chat about how they use orthopedic testing and muscle testing strength testing and how they um treat and then we can you know have a chat about um comparisons with TCM and them, and how we can all work together. Um, be one big happy family. One happy family. Talking about um, orthopedic tests, why do we want to go into why we use those? Like a little little bit of a dive, I reckon. Not all at once. Have we, have we not already? Have I we? Thought we met- I thought we mentioned it already saying that it can help better inform our diagnosis and we can target specific muscles or meridians and like help lead our diagnosis. Oh, did we actually say that? Uh, <laughs> well, were, you, were you asking well, about Well, we did like... just then. <laughs> oh, just now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nice. That was a very nice description anyway. Timmy, what were you about to say? Uh, I was going to ask if you wanted to know, like introduce what orthopedic testing is. Like yeah. the definition. Well, is that what you were asking? Yeah. All right, hit us with the definition there, Tom. Oh, <laughs> give me two seconds while I Google the definition. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, orthopedic testings are sort of like a way for practitioners or like even patients to try and find out and diagnose injuries. 
So this informs normally stressing or putting strain on the ligament, the muscle, the bone, that sort of stuff to sort of see, oh, this is causing me pain. Like how I normally have pain when I reach over. Let me try this test to confirm it. Um, it's sort of ways to narrow down and isolate sort of a specific muscle, tendon, bone sort of thing. And it just helps for there to be multiple tests as well. So normally when you do one testing, that can suggest that it's like these muscles involved, but you might need to do more orthopedic tests to just keep going until you sort of narrow down that specific sort of condition. And that helps helps practitioners and you can use that sort of diagnosis, give it to other sort of alternative medicines like they were talking about before. And they can help treat that as well through their way, ways of treating. While we use you know, acupuncture, we use herbs, any sort of like qigong, all that sort of other stuff for our diagnosis. Yeah, so this, this is quite um, uh, quite easy to see when say, we're treating an elbow. Uh, a patient comes in, they say, look, I've got elbow pain. You say, all right, you know, where? They say, well, it's I don't really know. It's around, you know, it's just around my elbow. Um, so then you say, okay, let's do some testing. Um, so then you use, and we'll go through this, we'll go through like what specific testing we're going to use in our elbow uh, episode. But you say, okay, let's do a few of these tests to work out whether it's um, medial or lateral epicondylitis, uh, so like golfer's elbow or tennis elbow, or is it, you know, is the pain coming from the biceps brachii, um, or is it coming from the hand, you know, we're testing all of these different structures to to find out where that pain is coming from, and trying to, to replicate that pain, because, you know, a lot of people aren't aware, aren't like aware of their pain, and can't pinpoint it. And can't be like, oh, the pain is coming right from here, and it's when I do this movement. Um, you know, it's great when they can, <laughs> because then you're like, you, it narrows it down just a step further. Um, but you know, a lot of people don't don't do that, or you know, aren't aware or whatever, or can't localize that pain. Um, so using that testing, you're trying to replicate their pain. You're trying to invoke that pain to be like, ah, oh, okay, so. So your pain is specifically right here when I do this movement. So that means it must be these three muscles involved. Um, and then from a Chinese med point of view, you can you know needle those muscles. You can do some muscle. Uh, you can do some meridian mapping. So you know if you're treating the elbow, you can treat the knee um, and use Tai Yang and Tai Yin meridians, like Tan method type of stuff. Um, there's so many different options, but you have to work out where the pain is coming from and where the pain is first. Yeah. From the patient perspective, also doing orthopedic testing is really good because they they realize that there's certain motions that they can or can't do um, during during when you, when you do that. Like, for example, like empty can, for example. They're like, oh, I've never noticed that that pain in my shoulder every time I rotate it. It's like things like that, or, or maybe reaching backwards or even painful arc, which is probably painful arcs actually probably one of the most common ones that people do to kind of see where their shoulders at. Um, but it also, yeah, it also informs a patient like, okay, I got to avoid doing this motion or this motion because one, it's in pain, but two, it's probably putting a little bit more damage. So not only 
is it a great tool for us as the ones treating, but also for the patients too, which is pretty mad. Yeah, that's it. And then you can sort of you can look at how they do these normal motions and see that they're not doing them correctly. And you can point out like, oh, when you when you're raising your arm up by your sides, you're actually raising it quite in front of you. Um, you know, why is that so? You know, is it y- have you got another underlying condition that's happening that you don't realize and then they you know can dive into oh yeah i've had this back pain forever and i just can't raise my arm directly to my side it always comes to my front um so and then you can pinpoint that and be like oh i can treat this as well um and the other thing with with orthopedic testing as well um just like b was saying they can realize what motions uh, invoke pain and you can you can give them exercises to do and they can understand why that why you're giving these exercises because they know what type of motions are making the pain worse. Um, you know, whether that is, uh, whether you're talking about like strengthening. So, you know, instead of hanging the washing right in front of you, you're going to try and hang the washing above, above you. Um, so you're moving your shoulder, you're moving those muscles, you're trying to strengthen those muscles up. Because a lot of people aren't going to do, aren't going to do exercises and weights, and you know help themselves that way. Um, so you know you have to, you have to help patient compliance as well. Real quick, Charlene, do you want to explain what just? <laughs> I'm not letting that go. No, I was just, I was just following with the movements that he was saying. I was doing my own testing just to see if I have any shoulder. Or- any issues? Just the, just the, just She's the being moment. A good oh, very good. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just. You're just like the facial expressions killed me because you were just. What well, I'm gonna try to explain it because people can't see, but you lifted your arm up and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I am strengthening like, my shoulder. Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> you're right. <laughs> my shoulder is affected. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then you had the hmm <laughs> kind of face. <laughs> Charlie's an avid listener. <laughs> uh, the other thing we wanted to talk about in this episode was pain um, and different types of pain and sort of where pain can come from so we don't have to sort of dive into it in later episodes for it to take up too much time. Does somebody sort of want to go through types of pain that people see and why? Well, I'll try and do it. Um, so we did actually have a little unit in uni about uh, pain and solely on pain that goes into also like the mentality of pain how uh, the patient's perspective of pain i'll try to run through that a little bit after but generally um with chinese med we see dull or sharp pain um if we're specifically talking about the types of pain um sharp is more uh, it, it can be it, it whether whether it is internal or like musculoskeletal that's also something we have to kind of uh separate too but um, we generally work with dull and sharp and then we go into more characteristics of pain. Is there throbbing? Is there um, kind of like a pulsating pain? Is it, does it come and go? Does it work? And, and then we start to analyze different parts of the pain. So what time of it, type of night, um, sorry, type of time of day where it's the worst, uh, worse or better, uh, what makes it better, what makes it worse. Um, so analyzing those types, those types of pains, uh, we get to see whether... You know, if there's like a nerve pain or if it's more, um, yeah, due to 
previous traumas or neurological and, and, and things like that. Um, we, we like to go into those types of things. Um, on top of that, there's also the mentality of pain, you know, how people perceive pain. Uh, someone's threshold might be higher or lower um, or someone might be emotionally affected by the pain, which might actually influence the pain itself. Um, and things like things like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure I missed a couple of things uh, if anyone wants to top that off. No, that was all right. That was, that was a pretty good base. I, I was Go just going to add that when we do treat pain, we also look at the cause of the pain. So whether, um, like Nick, the bench pressing example was like overuse or um, incorrect use and then that damages the muscles or whether it's kind of emotion um, kind of stress related. Sometimes like your traps tighten up when you're super stressed um, or whether it's kind of exhaustion, like just not enough chi and blood to support your muscles and movement and things like that. So the cause is a big factor from the Chinese medicine point of view because we do want to address what has um, caused this pain to start with and make sure that we are kind of correcting that imbalance so that if you once the pain does go away it's not likely to come back again so we want to strengthen the body to kind of help minimize this happening in the future again um so yeah um just quickly can we also just chat about like oh oh <laughs> i think i'm lagging like hectically are you? You seem okay now, then. Uh, maybe I'm back. <laughs> um, sorry, go, Tom. Go. Wait, what? What did you want to chat about? There was like, I'm waiting for like, can we quickly <laughs> talk and chat about? <laughs> I just wanted to chat about like what type of pain in TCM relates to what type of um, issues. I don't know if we have talked about this, like treating excess and deficiency type of pains. So you mean like sharp pain is normally like in a fixed location is more like blood stasis, whereas if it's like dull pain, it's more of a deficiency. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that type of yeah, stuff. yeah. That's like chi when Does it comes to dull have pain a too. Table or something? I don't have it on have me. Like a table or something that's. I don't have it on me either. Not on me, but. Not, yeah, not handy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to um, talk about what you want to talk about before we go into that thing, before we get to the <laughs> definitive answer? Because I want to get it right. I, I don't want to put uh, it. Uh, I was just going to talk about, like, from the Western med side, because when doctors normally see pain, they look at, like, ah, uh, yes, there's only, like, there's five common ones that they normally look at. It's, like, I think you covered some of it, where it was, like, neuropathic, nociceptive, radicular pain, chronic pain, acute pain. I think those are the main things that Western medicine looks at when it comes to pain. It's normally due to like the nerves that trick off pain. Like, oh, look, the skin senses or like the muscles have been causing pain. So that's normally no susceptive pain when the nerves like damage and then that sends the signal to the brain or if that signal itself is damaged. Um, that's probably one of the most common ones. The stuff that B was yeah, talking about. You go. No, 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 go, go, go. No, I was going to talk about something go. and it's going to be totally different. No, I was just going to say, and that's, that brings into the importance of using um, 
um, what's it called? Myotomes and dermatomes, as well, um, with treating like nerve pa nerve issues and stuff like that. Continue, Tom. Um, yeah, the the sort of stuff that Chinese med looks at that B was talking that B highlighted really really well was, um, like the dull sharp stabbing pain, the burning sort of sensation, or the like, if it feels really cold in this pain or if there's really hot, um, the throbbing or the like swollen flame sort of tissues, uh, the sensitivity. So if you touch it and it feels sensitive, like how sensitive the pain is, the itchiness of the pain. So like if the pain is itchy as well as obviously the pain's involved and the numbness and tingling, if there's like no nerve related sort of. Yeah. I, I think, I think a big thing to, um, to take out of that in terms of t TCM is uh, the temperature. Touch it. Touch their touch their pain spot. See if it's hot or cold. Um, and you know, if it's if it's something like the lower back or the shoulder, it might be some cold invasion in that area as well. Um, you know, you sort of want to use a lot of your senses when talking about uh, musculoskeletal pains. Um, you know, you you once you when you're palpating. You're obviously looking for tender spots and muscles and meridians that that the pain runs around. Um, some of that distending pain and and pathways, but you're also looking for for uh, textures in the in the skin. Um, you know, is there any scarring? Is there anything like that? Um, and you're looking for temperature. So, you know, you want to use your eyes as as another diagnostic technique. Um, your eyes and your hands together. In that, um, I've got that. I've got a table about types of pain in TCM. It's I've got it from um, Shenong.com. I'll just go through a couple because um, they're not all extremely relevant. Um, so we've got distending pain, which is normally like a chi stagnation, uh, a stabbing pain, which is a blood stasis. Um, um, what do we got here? A dull pain, which can be like a chi deficiency or a blood deficiency. Um, a heavy pain, which is like a dampness type of um, damp accumulation. Um, and then we've also got like an aching pain, which could be like another type of like deficiency type of pain, whether that's coming from like spleen or kidney or um, something like that. Um... Yeah, I think that's that's probably the main ones. And again, you know, pain is very subjective. Um, and everybody describes their pain a little bit differently. If you were to write down, if you took the whole year out and to write down every single time a patient described their pain, you'd probably end up with a list of over 100 easily <coughs> of different words to describe pain. I've got a table from close to the bone um, well, there's two tables. One is how to differentiate chi stagnation and blood stasis. And then the other is to differentiate um, excess and deficient pain. Would you like me to go through that? Yeah, we, or is yeah that we'll go through that and then we'll yeah. sign off. Okay, no, go cool. through that and we'll sign off. So chi stagnation, the pain moves from place to place or it's kind of difficult to pinpoint the exact location. 
and normally it's worse during stress and emotional changes. It's often a dull pain and it's not necessarily um, changes when you palpate around the area and generally it's not worse at night whereas for blood stagnation or stasis it's normally in a fixed location and it's not affected by stress or emotion. Um, it's a stronger pain and normally when you palpate the surrounding tissue um, the pain is aggravated and it can be worse at night. And then for excess pain versus deficient pain, excess pain is normally worse after movement and it's worse in the morning. So once you've kind of not like slept or like what just like woken up in the morning and haven't had that movement um, and it can be relieved by activity or movement um, and it's worse with pressure. So when you kind of do press around the area, then the pain does get aggravated. Whereas for deficient pain, the pain comes on after movement or activity and throughout the later days of the day. So once you've kind of been moving around and use those muscles a lot, um, it's not relieved by activity, but it is relieved by rest. And when you do put pressure on it during palpation, it normally feels better or relieves the pain. So, yeah. Yeah, is there anything else? Is there anything else we want to say in this episode? Uh, just quickly. Um, Stay that tuned. Time flew by. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hard. <laughs> Stay tuned because this series is going to be mad dogs. Mad <laughs> That's all I wanted dogs. to say. Mad dogs. <laughs> uh, do, do we yeah, this, I think this feeling. Oh, uh, yeah. Go, go, Tom. Uh, go. I was just going to say, Bloody do we quickly want to cover the muscular, like all the conditions from head to toe, what we're sort of covering again per episode on last time. Head and neck. Head and neck. Shoulder. Shoulder girdle. Upper limb. Upper limb. Upper back. Lower back. Hip and groin. Lower limb. Yay! Yay! Gang! So this should take us about to the end of the year. Um, And then hopefully we can get on a guest or two. And then um, we'll probably sign off at the Christmas break. So stay tuned, um, stay active and stay happy. And um, yeah, we look forward to to helping teach a little bit of anatomy and and musculoskeletal issues. Because it's one of my faves. As always... As always, thank you for listening to the Forever Young podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and join our discussion page. We'd love to hear from you guys, so let us know your thoughts and your questions about musculoskeletal conditions. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. And And as always, we're the Forever Young podcast, and you'll hear from us next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.